Welcome to the Practical Prospecting Podcast with your hosts, Jeb Marley and myself, Maggie Bloom from the Mailshake team. We'll be talking about how to practically set up your outbound outreach game. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Practical Prospecting. I'm your co-host, Maggie. We also have Jed on here today. And the topic that we're going to be discussing is LinkedIn content ideas. So the biggest takeaway I got from talking with Jed today is LinkedIn is a long game, but it all starts with consistency and also knowing your audience. So Jed, to kick off this conversation, in your blog post, you talk about three content ideas to use on LinkedIn. So I want to just talk about those three and then we can break them down and chat about them a bit more. So can you tell me about those three content ideas you wrote about? Yeah. So this is pretty much the three types of posts I use to basically build my brand on LinkedIn for the first maybe year and a half. I still use these types of posts. But when I first got started, I was like, who do I have to create content for? Like, I don't really, I'm not much of an expert on anything. Like, why should I be creating content? So first of all, like before we get into those three posts, it kind of started with a mindset shift of, I don't have to be an expert. I can simply be, you know, learning out loud and sharing what I'm learning. And as a result, the people who are maybe a few steps behind me can learn from that content and they'll find it valuable. Mm-hmm. And so quickly to, to kind of recap, then we'll dive in. The first type of post, just a question post. So, you know, especially if you're in sales, asking other salespeople questions that you're trying to learn about. People like to help. A lot of people in sales have egos. They want to tell you what's right, what's wrong. So ask questions. Like I was like in the beginning, do you guys leave voicemails? Do you not? Are they still relevant? Do they still work? And people had all different types of questions. Second one is day in the life post. So if you're an SDR making lots of calls, talk about what's working, what's not, share some stories from the cold calls you're making. And then the last one is experimentation posts. In any sales role, you should be experimenting with your pitch, your script, things like that. Share what's working, share what's not working. And those are the three kind of high level, really simple, different LinkedIn posts you can make. Sweet. Awesome. First one is pretty self-explanatory. Like you said, a question. And yeah, to Jed's point, best way to think of it is salespeople love to talk about themselves. Um, (laughs) And a lot of other people do like to talk about themselves as well. So their ideas, what's coming up for them. So it's pretty self-explanatory. I wouldn't say if you can find a controversial question, I think that's awesome because they're going to want to talk about it more. Those aren't always the easiest to come up with. So just start with something that maybe you've been questioning yourself in sales. But um, let's dig into the day in the life a little bit more. And I know you know, you mentioned this when we first started talking about it is, you know, what do I have to offer to other people out there? And I know something I always have to remind myself is like, you know, more than you think, you know, and we're all kind of like sitting Um, remote right now. And we're not like learning from the people next to us. So where we're learning is online. And most of the time it's LinkedIn and social media for us in SaaS or the people out there listening in SaaS. And you talk about this in the the article as well. So can you talk uh, like about how someone could write a day in the life post or like how this could actually help someone in their audience? Yeah. So when you're new, you know, whether or not you feel like you have something to share, or you have expertise in something, the most valuable thing you can share is your own unique experience. And so if you're an SDR, for example, or you're an account executive running demos or an SDR making cold calls, you are the only person who had that specific cold call that you had that day or that specific demo you ran. So share that story, share the failure that you had, the question you think you should have asked, the question that you asked really well, 
and then simply ask for feedback as like the call to action on the post. And that's exactly what I would do is I would literally share transcripts of my cold calls and say, here's what I think I did good. What did I not do good? And then ask for help. And it's a super, it doesn't take that much brain power to think about it, right? Like you don't have to have some sort of deep thought that requires a lot of fleshing out. It's just a simple, this is what happened. What do you guys think? Totally. Yeah. And I think it's like one of the easiest things to do. Like literally make it a check box. Like if you're having a hard time posting on LinkedIn, you probably have a routine after you get off a cold call or after you get off of a demo with like, you're talking with someone live and you probably have to send them an email right after you probably have to book another meeting with them. Make it part of your day to day as like the third checkbox. What, what did I do right in that call? What did I do wrong? And how could I create this into LinkedIn content? And that helped me create like daily content all the time. I was doing seven demos a day. I was like, I could literally write seven posts from just my day to day by making that an actionable item. And I think it's so important because, you know, with people building their personal brands, and this is a whole other like podcast episode, it's just like, make that part of your day to day of like having that call transcript or something like that. So I'd argue, make it like a checkbox, just like everything else when you're, when you're done with a cold call or you're done with a demo too. Yeah. Yeah. And then experimentation posts. So yeah, let's dive into that one a little bit or break that down. Like what type of experimenting are we talking about here? Yeah. So coming from the perspective of an SDR, which is when I was starting to kind of build my brand, I would try out new subject lines, new cold call openers, new social selling techniques. I would try a permission-based opener on a cold call versus just going straight into my pitch. And I would just share the results and you just have to document it. So maybe I'd say today, I'm going to use all permission-based openers. Tomorrow, I'm going to use just jumping straight into my pitch on my cold calls. I made five, you know, I made 50 calls today, 50 calls tomorrow. And then I'm going to share my post saying, okay, I made 50 calls with the permission-based opener, 50 calls with this opener. Here's the one that worked better. What do you guys think? What works better for you? And it does two things. First of all, like learning out loud is kind of what this concept is called, just sharing the things you're doing. It's, a, again, a really easy way to make content. But then the second thing is it forces you to always be learning something new. Because if you want to create consistent posts with this style, you always have to be experimenting with something new, which is pretty critical if you want to be good at your job as a salesperson. Yeah. And I think it goes to the important of like, there's all this craze right now that you should act more than you consume. And it's like, I agree with that. Like you should be acting on it. You should be acting and experimenting things, but it all comes back to the first thing, which is consuming. So like you said, if you want to do this experimentation post, you actually need to put in the effort to go out there and read blogs of like what's worked for other people, have your own take on it, figure it out for yourself and then put it into action there. So I think like, it's just an awesome flow for you to a learn something new B, experiment with it, and then C, boom, you have content for LinkedIn. So it's like going to help you 360 there into, you know, learning out loud and, and having those ideas that you can put out there too. Yeah. So since we've talked about, you know, those three content ideas that you can post and someone could get really started on today, like why does this content matter? Like how can this eventually turn into booked meetings for you or someone out there listening? Yeah. So the first way, obviously, if you're a salesperson is it's going to benefit you because you can book more meetings. And so most, if you sell to sales, marketing, 
CS, HR. A lot of people are active on LinkedIn. I'll say, sure, IT people maybe aren't as active, but people are getting more and more active on LinkedIn. And there's tons of data you can look it up that more and more people are creating on LinkedIn and not just being ghosts. But the fact of the matter is more people are moving to the platform. So if you're, and it's still early, right? Like people are, it's still kind of in the early years of creating content on LinkedIn. And so what, like 1% this, of people post or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, you're exactly right though. And it's not too late. It's still very early and it's only going to get bigger. And so the approach I took is I used Sales Navigator when I was first starting building my brand. And I just said, you know, my target personas are sales leaders and marketing leaders. I'm going to find a bunch of them, just shoot 20 connections to them every single day, max out my connections list while my uh, following was still pretty small. And then naturally, a lot of these people started to accept. And then I would start creating content. And of course, the algorithm would start to show them my content. And so when I would eventually go back to that list of ideal personas and put them into a sequence and start reaching out to them, my name sounded a little bit more familiar. It was easier to have those conversations or you know, message them on LinkedIn because I've basically warmed them up with my content and creating. And I know, Maggie, you've obviously done this as well with Mailshake, creating yeah. content around cold email and people start to recognize your name and then obviously come inbound. Yeah, totally. It's like, you don't even have to put the, I mean, you definitely do have to put the work in, but sometimes you get these leads that just totally come inbound and you take no effort to do it just because you've been posting content on LinkedIn. And that actually doesn't mean no effort. Um, <laughs> you're still putting the effort into <laughs> it's low effort though. Yeah. content. Yeah. It's very low effort because, well, like for a post, I mean, even some of my lower performing posts, I get like 500 views on it. That's 500 people reading my posts rather than like, yep. I couldn't send out 500 emails all in one day. So just that alone, I have more people viewing it than any other channel that I could be reaching out to. And what I liked about the blog post that you wrote is like, you know, you use Sales Navigator, you add your ICPs like you were talking about. And then once they actually start interacting with your content, so like the ones we talked about, the question, day in a life or experimentation, once they like or comment on it, it sounded like you actually put them into a cadence yet. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so then I would set reminders on my calendar to go in and say, let's look at the post I made yesterday. Let me look at everybody that liked anybody that's a potential buyer for me. I'm going to put their data right into a cadence or sequence. And again, you've already created that familiarity. So when I make that phone call, send that email, there's a higher chance that they'll know me or respond to that email. And you can do the same thing. Like if you're still building your brand, uh, find the person at your company who has clout, right? Find the person that's yeah. creating content, see the people that are liking their posts and then got and, and, and engaging and then start reaching out to them because chances are those people that are engaging with the person at your company who has a brand are somewhat familiar with your company already. Totally steal their network. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, they built up their brand. You're all working at the same company for the same exact mission. So I don't think anyone would care if you started connecting with those people or just, yeah, commenting on their posts or anything like that or interacting with them. So I would definitely say that the person who maybe has a bit more following, go and see what's resonating with their audience and who their audience is. And then you can go from there and create content and connect with those people as well. And it also makes it a bit less scary to start from there when you first start building your brand too. So I guess like... For someone like you, Jed, that's been posting on LinkedIn for a while and building your brand, like for anyone listening to this today, like what's one piece of feedback that you could go back and give yourself when you first started building that you would give them today? Build more meaningful connections early on. 
It's yes, it's about creating content. It's about being consistent. But the easiest way to grow your network and grow your brand is to get access to other people's brands. And so, you know, post meaningful comments, connect people together when you can. Like if you have a friend that's an SDR, connect them with somebody else. If, you know, let's say they're looking for a job, connect them with somebody who's looking for a job, that sort of thing. Like do things online that are going to kind of build that, like those relationships, right? Kind of give first sort of thing. And yeah, build those connections. And that's kind of what later on started to help me grow a lot is I would build these connections. I might get invited to like a webinar now, or they would share something of mine to their network and it grew my brand. And if I had done that early on and just focused on giving and making connections, I would have grown a lot faster and obviously made more meaningful connections. Totally. Awesome. Meaningful connections. And I'd almost argue, yes, it is totally about posting content and any LinkedIn you course you have or that you take is going to tell you right away, like, hey, start posting. Today is the day, like whatever. <laughs> I would almost argue, like, take like a month to learn and observe from LinkedIn. Like, of course, we all kind of yeah. mindlessly observe, like even when I go on my phone today and I looked at LinkedIn and I kind of scroll just like any other social media. But actually, like, make it an effort, just like we were talking about in another episode, Jed, of, like, time blocking. Like, maybe your goal for the first month of when you're thinking about getting serious about posting content on LinkedIn is just learning from other people's content. So, like, what resonated with them? How can I connect with these people? Let me start commenting on these so people kind of know who I am. And then that's advice I'd basically give to myself and then start posting because I tried to do both simultaneously. And I felt like I could have just had way more knowledge if I spent more time kind of like doing my own research with it before I ever started posting a single piece of content. Yeah. Look at the stuff that's making you like, making you engage. Who are the people that you're consistently following and reading all their posts? And then just start copying that until you come up with your own voice. I think that's that's a really that's really good advice. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, like we said in the beginning, LinkedIn is long game. It's not like something that you're going to get rich quick with. <laughs> it takes a lot of consistency. And Jed and I have been building our personal brands, Jed, probably longer than I have. But, you know, and we still see great results from it, but it took us a while to get where we are today. But the most important part is really getting to know your audience. And like Jed said, too, is, is building those meaningful connections because that will take you a long way as well. But anything else to add before we finish up, Jed? No, nothing else. Uh, I think good stuff, good recap. I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, I left some examples in terms of what those posts look like. Mm -hmm. And just try them out. They're super easy. Um, if you want to get started creating content, it's really low friction, low effort posts you can start making that actually have a high impact. Totally. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing those, Jed. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Practical Prospecting. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. This was another episode of the Practical Prospecting Podcast. If you enjoyed yourself today, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify Podcast. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time.